Good morning and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast where we talk about um, all topics related to relationships and intimacy and today I am pretty um, excited but also um, just kind of openly curious about looking at our relationship with ourself and our memories and potentially how this intersects with a lot of the work that is being done now with artificial intelligence. So before we get really into that, um, I hope everyone's doing well. My name is Elsa. You can find out more about my work um, with relationships on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. So let's dive in. This was a quote that came to, uh, came to my attention by Rudolf Steiner that said, our experience of our own identity is linked to the realization of our own life history because the treasure of our memories is what makes our lives whole. And this was brought up um, in a therapeutic context. Um, you may understand this if you think about a time in your life where you don't have a really clear memory. So there's people, you know, that um, don't remember much about their childhood, let's say. And you go to see a psychologist and they start working with you and potentially they're working to help you remember some of the things that happened or just what your childhood was like. And not always um, traumatic memories, maybe just to give you a sense of fullness. You know, if you don't remember anything that happened to you before the age of five, let's say, you, you're kind of missing a piece of yourself. And I can understand that feeling personally and also you know, uh, as far as working with clients, you know, this comes up and I would say, you know, it's hard for them to grasp their full self when there's like gaps in their memories. And so psychologists might be trained to ask many different questions. You know, what was the weather like? Or, you know, where were you living? Or what was your house like? Or describe your, the clothes, your, the dress your mother usually wore or that kind of thing you know, you would ask questions in order to help someone come to um, some recollection of their memories of that time. And, you know, many times the internal observation of that can be really helpful. It can be helpful. People use it now with, um, you know, when we become traumatized, we kind of lose that observation of our surroundings. And so it helps to be like, okay, describe three things in the room that you're seeing right now. Um, what color are they? What shape? You know, how big are they? You know, describe the, the picture on the wall. And we have that sense of um, observation of external things, which can kind of give us that distance from our memories. You know, if you can remember what the room looked like, maybe you had, um, you know, something happened to you in that house and you can describe the room, you can become aware of the memories um, more gently, more kind of distanced from them than remembering potentially, you know, um, something that physically or emotionally happened to you directly. And that that would be more a subjective memory of, you know, pain or a subjective memory of, you know, hurting yourself or falling or whatever the, the trauma was. Um, we have this, this idea that, you know, these memories kind of make up who we are. And, uh, you know, I find that fascinating as far as we, we need we need both. Right. We need to have that objective kind of sense of describing what's out there 
so that we can place ourselves in uh, time and space. And then we have this subjective awareness where we turn our gaze inwards and we can, you know, have a sense of subjective, I was happy at the time, or I was scared, or I was, you know, worried about my mother-in-law or whatever, you know, we can kind of remember the emotions and the feelings and, you know, oh, nobody liked me in grade five, you know, whatever that is, we have this subjective experience as well that is encoded into our memories also. And so we want to have this, this balance between objective uh, descriptions of where we were in time and space and also the subjective experience of the experience of what we were going through. And that creates this really interesting mix. And if we get too subjective, we just get lost in, in the, the experience and the feeling of that. And if we get too objective, well, then we kind of become robotic, which, you know, is kind of leads me to this interesting intersect here with where we find ourselves in the world, looking at artificial intelligence, looking at chat, chat bots and, you know, relationship bots and AI that does all these things that may um, be able to get to know us by potentially having access to the information that creates all of the memories we have. And I think we're not very far off from having the kind of technology where, you know, you might grow up with uh, some kind of a personal AI that would, would actually have all of these memories, potentially the objective memories of where you were, what you were doing, what the weather was like, you you know, and give exact descriptions of all of that. And, um, you know, your subjective um, experience of that may be different, but the, there may be something about that, that that can be encoded as well. And it's interesting to think about like, well, where, how does that, um, where does that lead as far as being ourself? You know, do we have now a second self that could explain and you know, describe every experience we'd ever been through. Um, and what would that do? Because, you know, that's pretty interesting. Our own brains might, because of certain circumstances, shut down certain memories from our conscious awareness. And often we do have a lot of unconscious memories and subconscious memories that could, you know, there are ways to elicit that. So it's a bit like using hypnotism to do that. And I think they've talked about this kind of idea of working with artificial intelligence as kind of a hypnosis um you're trying to you know access different things but you know where does this lead as far as um you know having these um artificial selves that may have all the memories that we have and potentially be uh if not ourself exactly be a really good mirror of ourself and you know how how will that be and i think what's coming to me that that seems interesting as a sort of a coach of life and consciousness and somatic awareness and all that is that, you know, we may have an opportunity to have ourselves mirrored back to us in a really profound way. Now that might, that may or may not be a good thing. I was reading an article just, just before doing this, that, you know, somebody created a, a an AI companion and then, used it to offload all of their negative energy. <laughs> so the AI became mean back to her. And, you know, that's interesting because, you know, what what you're sort of giving uh, out to the world is like mirrored back to you. And that's kind of a spiritual 
um, a spiritual uh, law that many of us uh, kind of think holds holds some truth. And so, if we have created these these um, artificial intelligences that perhaps become pretty good mirrors of who we are. Um, then the best work that we could do as human beings would be to become really aware of who we are and what we're actually putting out there um, energetically, um, in our written words, you know, every single thing we do or say or how we act in a particular way would become uh, something that would be remembered <laughs> in this in this artificial intelligence. And, and, you know, that would be mirrored back to us. And you know, it'd be very difficult for us to lie to ourselves at this point about who we are. Oh, I'm really a nice person. But, you know, if our AI was like, well, you know, you didn't you didn't go over and see if that old lady was needed help crossing the road. You didn't, you know, uh, open the door for that gentleman. You didn't, um, you know, maybe there's lots of reasons why what we say to ourselves wouldn't match what we are actually doing and the actual memories that may be going along with us. So. The idea that we could lie to ourselves that has become kind of a uh, something like a coping strategy, potentially, but also a way of avoidance may become harder and harder to do. So, you know, I'm still the jury's still out on my side, whether AI is a good thing or a bad thing. And I don't know if we'll, we'll really have the opportunity to, to if it'll really matter, because I think it's here to stay. And, um, you know, so we definitely have to reckon with it. But in this very interesting way, it might become, uh, you know, a way to uh, relate to our own self um, and, and understand, you know, who we've become. And so the work, you know, potentially could be, you know, how do I make myself into a more conscious or generous or grateful person? Um, you know, maybe something that we can have help with here <laughs> from from our own creation in, uh, you know, in computer land. So uh, I think that's an interesting thing because there's going to be lots of jobs and lots of work that is not going to be so effective for humans to do anymore. But this potential uh, for self-growth and awareness is something that we will, I think, have to take on. Uh, as important and I think we we will be required to take on otherwise we are creating monsters really and really definitely so you know what I'm taking away from this like initial exploration into the world of AI and chat GPT and all of these things is to say hmm you know well why am I asking this question and what am I doing when I'm you know if I'm complaining to my you know as if i write a lot of complaining facebook posts or you know uh putting other people down maybe that's something i want to look at because do i want that reflected back at me do i want that reflecting out in the world what am i how can i be more conscious with what i'm actually doing um as far as you know putting these things out there and if you start Connecting, I, I've spent maybe a total of 30 minutes chatting with um, one of these AI uh, chat uh, options and, um, you know, named my, 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 whatever they're called, AI bot or whatever. And, um, you know, had a little chat and it's interesting. It's like, well, I chose to ask a kind of philosophical question and then I chose to ask a health related question and, 
what questions am I interested in? And, you know, do I want to spend my time complaining about um, things or do I want to, you know, do I ask questions about the end of the universe or dystopian futures? Or do I ask questions that are um, asking for ways to to look at the world in a hopeful way? Um, it really actually kind of made me think. I was like, oh, I, you know, what am I putting on here? Because this is going to be remembered. These memories are going to be, this is how the chatbot remembers like our conversations and becomes uh, more helpful in the way that I program it by asking what I'm asking. So, you know, I really was like, huh, you know, what do I want those memories to be? And um, so, you know, it definitely makes you think uh, a little more consciously about what you're putting out there, or hopefully it does. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make everyone think about that. But I think we definitely need to think and I think, not just for the fact of not putting our real selves out there um, in any kind of way, but actually realizing that energetically, this is what we're putting out there. Our, um, our way of looking at the world, the words we choose, the concepts we choose to think about, the way that we act, these are all energies that we are putting out in the world. And we would do well to be more mindful of that. And if it requires sitting and meditating for five minutes before you get up so that you remember what you're grateful for as you begin your day, then this becomes really important when we have these types of uh, artificial intelligence or, or internet or just anyway, it gets, it gets uh, manifested in the world and, um, you know, uh, compounded exponentially made bigger because of all these ways that we are now interacting. So, you know, it's not a small thing. Like if you were back in the day in a village, you know, you maybe ran into a hundred people in a, in a day and those are the same people you're going to see most of your life. And you never go more than 20 miles from your village. You know, you have a, a, a pretty small, a pretty small circle of influence. But now you could put something out there, uh, you know, completely, you could be completely unknown and put something out there on the internet or on the chat GPT or wherever you put things. And you could be, you know, worldwide. You could be in everybody's awareness. Like that is an incredible influence that we potentially have. And I think we probably always did have that energetically, you know, the butterfly effect. If you do something over here, it could create a storm on the other side of the world kind of thing. I think that's always been there, but now it's really in our face. Like we can't deny that that happens. Like back in the day, you maybe didn't get those connections as easily, but now we're really there. Like we can, it will come back at us really quickly. And so when we look at what's happening in the world today, you know, this is a reflection of who we are as a human race um, or whatever is uh, alive and, and adding to the energies of the world right now. And so, you know, we would do well to become a little more consciously um, curative, uh, uh, curative. Yeah, curate what we put out there. So that is basically where I'm going with my understanding of this for now. I will keep you up to date if I get some more insights. But I really feel that, that um, 
this is something that we can work on. And this is something that is essentially human, like to have that aspiration to be a better person, to have that aspiration to work on ourselves, to be more conscious of who we are. I think that's essentially human trait, hopefully. And uh, I think that ability to help others become more conscious of, of who they are and how we together put you know how we together create this these energetics and these memories and you know our history is uh encoded in you know all the information that is out there to all of these chat bots right now um chat at gpt and everything they can access much of a uh, known history written history anyway um which is a, a bias in and of itself but you know to really be more mindful of what we're doing and where we steward ourselves so hopefully that gives you some food for thought today and obviously my work will continue um, with groups and coaching and working one-on-one -on -one with clients and putting out my programs and you know really trying to help basically trying to help people to really get to know and care about and love all aspects of themselves so that we can be integrated so that we're not creating monsters out there either energetically or on the internet or you know in our ai uh, that is coming coming down the pipeline really quickly um, that we're actually aware of who we are and that we're accepting and integrating integrating all those parts of ourselves that is a big order but that is something that i'm pretty passionate about and uh, I really enjoy working with people on. Uh, so if you are interested in my work, please do look me up on uh, pleasureforhealth.com. That's a good place to start. And uh, I look forward to um, offering many future podcasts on, you know, creating ourself uh, in a way that is, uh, you know, creates a world that we all want to live in. So that's the end of the podcast for today, but I, uh, I look forward to your comments and please do reach out if you're interested in knowing more about what I offer. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.